0: and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to The Grit Podcast. Uh, I have a special guest here today. I'm here with Greg Flanagan. Greg is a real estate broker. He has a small team called the Flanagan Home Team, I believe, and based in South Carolina. And uh, Greg's been in the business since 2006. Again, he's a solo agent, still in production, and a small team leader. He has over 300 homes sold, and uh, he's also the founder of Power Onward Mastermind. Is there anything else you want to add to that list there, Greg?
2: You know, I think we're, um, it pretty much covers, it sounds pretty boring after coming in after Jeff Glover last week, you know, selling 1,000 homes, and and I'm a solo agent, right? I'm a a basic solo agent, a lot of... A lot of mindset rolling around in there. I think the only thing you did miss was, um, no, you got that part. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) No, no problem. All right. Well, you said you are a small team owner, so you do have a team. So you're not necessarily a solo agent if you have a team. You're actually a small team leader. Correct. So tell us about the size of your team today.
2: Right now we've got uh, three agents, one admin, and the focus on the team is a little bit different than your normal churn and burn, churn and burn. These are agents that have come to me over the years and all the time, my door's wide open. They come in, they want to know this, they want to know that a little bit of information. And how do I do that? So what I've put together is a program for them where it's almost a broker and a broker, right? They can come to me. I'll supply them with, with what they need. I'll supply them with the systems that we've created and that kind of, that kind of information. And in turn, they have the opportunity to dial me up on the phone, you know, one-on-one, once a day, twice a day, whatever they need. And their commissions, they take home more money on their commissions. And I don't have as much responsibility to be pushing ropes all day. And, you know, I'm looking for self-starters. I'm looking for people that just want a 12-month commitment with me as a, as their team leader. So I look at this as something that's going to be an ongoing long-term churn, and hopefully at the end of the year, we put out a qualified agent with the right mindset and the right tools that they can go on and lead their life whichever way they want to do it.
1: Okay. All right, great. So it sounds like it's more of a, you said broker within a broker. I've heard team within a team. Right. Obviously, there are lots of brokers within a brokerage. That being said, sounds like you're more of, of taking on the, the broker role, though, where you're helping them to just know what they're doing with documents, those kinds of things, maybe a little bit more so than you are providing leads and transaction coordinating and that kind of stuff.
2: Correct. And, and actually, one of the first sentences in our agreement is, Flanagan Home Team does not provide leads. Because it's not what we're based on. I'm I'm based on going out, building your database, building your sphere of influence, and working your income around that sphere of influence, knowing your numbers. How many people do I need to touch in a neighborhood? You know, with with all the big guys going into AI and, and technology coming up, I'm still one of those people that believe that most of your business is going to come from the people that know, like, and trust you.
1: So, so that being said, even though you're working your SOI, essentially, it sounds like, do you have a CRM that you use in your business to to make sure you're doing the, you know, the 33 touch or what, 36 touch, whatever, whatever that happens to be for you.
2: 65 for me.
1: 65 touch. Okay. So let's talk about with SOI being your big thing. Can you gear dive in a little deeper on your 65 touch?
2: You know, the 65 touch comes down to, let's go back to the SOI. If you go back into the, and I'm not a great historian on this, just what I've heard and I'm going to repeat. They say that 150 people equals a tribe. Back in the old days, right back, back in the Indians and the cavemen, you knew 150 people. And it's my belief. Now my database is my database, the people I actually know, talk to and, and like every day, and they know me and they know who to call when they need me is probably right around 150 to 200. These are the these are the people that we talk to and that we we rely on for the referrals. And that's what I teach these people. You know, if you're going out to an open house, get off the fact that you're looking for buyers. What you're doing is you should be knocking on the doors around the house looking for sellers. Think about that. If if you show up on my door every week and you're doing the same open house every week and you're knocking on my door, all of a sudden, Brian, Gets to know Greg and who are they going to call when they are going to list their house? And that's what this business is about. I don't think anybody's changed that, right? You list to last. Yep. And I think this is where we, this is where the single agent, solo agent, small team is far better at doing than a, you know, a ZRT. Okay. Did that answer your question? Yeah.
1: So uh, as far as, well, let let me drill a little bit deeper. So technologically, like what do you have your CRM doing as far as reaching out to these people? How often, you said it's 65 touch. Um,
2: We've got everything from, okay, so you come in and of course we've got the eight by eight, which is touch eight. When When we meet someone, it's an eight by eight, eight times, eight weeks, let them know who you are and what you do and cement that relationship. Okay. So it's all about that eight by eight. Uh, of course, you've got your 12 month, you've got your 12 month every every month. We've got the because we're with KW, we do use the neighborhood the neighborhood search engine on that. So every two weeks they're being updated just on their subdivision, just on the neighbors around them. So we have we hold events during the year. Personally, I hold events. I teach them what to do during events. We just had a great Santa Claus event. You know, we had 18 groups come through, even with COVID, which I enjoyed. Most of them, my, my sphere. Why'd they come out? I mean, did you go out this week because of COVID to see your real estate agent? I think that's a pretty heavy thing. We, we did work some people and uh, I think we wound up with two or three referrals and people that are looking for different houses simply because they want to move. My CRM takes them from there. We have drip campaigns. that. Wait, which CRM
1: do you use, by the I way? I use
2: Firepoint at this time. Okay. I use Firepoint. So, you know, you got the four boxes up top, track, track, track. When they're all zero, you're pretty much done for the day. We find that that works pretty well. I would love to move over into Command. We're still working out. You know, they still got some problems. I was going to say,
1: does Command actually have uh, teams on it? I know. I think it has solo agents on it, right? Or does it not? I don't well, now know. It now
2: has teams. You now have functioning on teams, which it works very well. Right now, my lead generator, is going out, I don't want to talk about KW, but right now I'm using Google ads or Facebook ads, uh, 30 bucks, 10 days. And I'm, I'm bringing in 84 leads, you know, just, just the right leads. And we do have a routing system within that, within, within command now. So I can route it to the agents. I can wait it on the agents. I can, you know, cherry pick round Robin, whatever you want to do with it. It does work. It does work. And we are, integrating that system, trying to get away from FirePoint into command because of the cost of the system. And as long as it performs, we'll probably be there within the next year. Got a 60, 22, 2022.
1: Uh, so you Firepoint. think you, you think you're still a year out from using command. Is that right?
2: Uh, to the point where I can pull the plug and go, okay, I'm comfortable. You know, I'm getting pretty comfortable with it right now. I'm finding people that understand how it works Um, The nomenclature behind it, all our um, paychecks and commission checks are processed through it, which is fine. It's getting to be a pretty good platform. Um, You know, I was, let me tell you, I was first with conversion. I was in the first round of conversion. I was in the first round of Firepoint at a time. There were a lot of firsts that I've done over the years and command is just going through those, those same firsts.
1: Okay. All right. So, How's 2020 been for you? You just you just brought up COVID, so let's talk about COVID for a minute. Uh, tell us how, how COVID has impacted your year and how you got through that.
2: Um, 2020 for COVID, January January I made January, I went back into business. I, I closed my team down in October. we moved, we moved across town to a different uh, KW office, closed the team down in October. And that team was successful. It was profitable. We were doing well. Uh, we use SBS streamlined business systems. You're familiar with them out of Colorado. They were my bookkeeper. They're also my accountant and we showed a profitability all the way through there, which I was proud of. We we were at about 41% profitability, which was great. We kept our numbers low. We we made sure that anything that we weren't using, uh, was cut off. That was one of the ah ahas I got about knowing your numbers and became very profitable. Decided to make the move. We made the move, and I joined a team. A very good team, by the way. Super team. They do use Cisu, and that's where I, that's where I was introduced to Cisu. And it's a very visual program. I liked it. I, I do like it. It's very nice. Thank uh, you. It's a great. It's a great tool. I think it gets better every day. In January, I think I took seventeen appointments. I, 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 I think I put eleven under agency and contract and listing during that time. February, I started getting the bug to coach, and I started working on this. So my all of a sudden my direction changed. You know, okay, I got seventeen in the hole. I'm good with that. Eleven in the hole. Other stuff will happen during the year, and I started changing my my sights onto this coaching program. I wanted to, I've, I I want to do it for years, and uh, when now, you say coaching
1: is, program, you're talking about your Power Onward Power mastermind.
2: Onward Masterminds, correct? Okay. Correct, and it's more transformational. You know, if you're looking for skills, I've got them. I can do them. It doesn't really excite me. I'm getting to the point in my life I want to do something that excites me, that helps other people, that moves them forward. And I know that I like transformational coaching. Uh, one of my one of my coaches was at a private John Maxwell event, and he actually texted me during the during the event. He goes, Maxwell just said transformational, and Greg, you're it. And I think that's what sold me. And, and that's what pushed me over the edge, right? To ask, so the rest of my year was pretty much helping other people get to where they needed to be. Okay. All right. Um, I have, just just so you know, I have, I think, twenty as of today, 27 deals, $7.1 million.
1: So you just mentioned you work with this firm out of Colorado and knowing your numbers. Um, Correct. There's one thing about knowing your SISU numbers. There's another thing about being able to read financial statements. Yes. So uh, you shared a little lesson with me about that. Um, talk to us a little oh, bit okay. more about that.
2: Well, I've always had a and I've, I've been around for years and years and I've always had a P&L. Most of the times it's quick and it's, it's, I'm doing it. You know, you put your numbers in, they spit numbers back out at you. You go, oh, look at my P&L. That's pretty cool, I've got X amount of dollars here. And in those X amount of dollars is of course your indirect expenses. Whether you're using internet at home or or this or that, right? And I I joined up. We were at a Lars Hergenrother. No, not what was his name anyway. Real estate B school years, couple three years ago, and table there, guy by the name of um, Dave Pittigillo, Pittiglio. I joined up with them, and one of the deals was three months. They would take care of your books, and in the third month, you'd have an hour call with Dave. And I was, I'm a high D. I want that done today. I want it done today. I want it done today. Why are you taking so long to talk to me about my numbers? Dave gets on the phone, Zoom call. He says, Greg, on a scale of one to 10, what do you feel your knowledge is of a P&L? <laughs> Come on. It's an eight. I've done this my whole life. I mean, it's an eight. He says, Great. Well, an hour later, I realized I was a two. I truly realized that I was just a number two on a scale of 10. What made me a two is I know my business. I know it well. I can do it well. Dave knows his business. And this isn't a pitch for Dave, but when you get somebody on the other side of a deal that understands the real estate business and and, and he's running your numbers the correct way, and all of a sudden you get a light bulb and you go, whoa, I am making money. I am making more money than I ever thought I was making. And my profitability is way up. that's where I I learned that that P&L is just as important in knowing how many people you talk to today. That P&L, because the first place you're going to start to make money is saving that first dollar and understanding where that dollar is going to. So real big aha for me a couple, three years ago, and it hasn't stopped me. Just perfect. That and um, what is it, the uh, Profit First book?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's together. a great, that's a great book. I love that book. Boom. That'll, um,
2: open your, that'll open your business right up.
1: So an, another, another thing I might ex- add to that is, you know, you talked about P and L's, you didn't mention the balance sheet. Balance the balance sheet, sheet uh, happens to be every bit as important and most people tend to ignore it. So yeah. for those of you wanting to get out and learn how to read financial statements, make sure you jump into your P and L's and your balance sheets.
2: Yes, definitely. Uh, the balance sheet tells more than your P and L p l can be massaged all day long, how you want it to read, and you can make a profit, you can make a loss, whatever you want to do on a p That balance sheet is like, it's like finding you naked in the middle of the woods.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, power onward mastermind. What is your goal for that business? And you know, think- where, where is it at today? What should people know about it? If I'm out there thinking, hey, is this something I want to be a part of? I'd
0: love to learn more about it. If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit.
2: It grew out of the concern. Keller Williams, we have cappers and non-cappers. And I wrote a piece about five years ago for for the Market Center about um, monetizing no and low cappers. And this is because, you know, they get their state, new agents get their state license. They come in. We train them. Any brokerage will train them, whether you're Century 21 or KW, Remax. They're going to train you to a point and then they go, go ahead and sell something. Go sell something. What isn't trained hard enough in my mind, what isn't focused on enough is the mindset you need. Number one, to run a business and number two, to be a salesperson. Um uh, I have taken agents and I took on an agent about two years ago, just to give you a quick story. Her name was Beth. She'd been in the business two and a half years. She sold two properties, two properties. Nine months later, she had sold 11. And the first statement on my thing is we don't give you leads. We don't give you leads. And the difference between her was getting in the mindset of, Wait a second. That person across the table from me has a real estate conversation in their head. How do I get it out? How do I find out what's happening? And it's simply conversation, right? I mean, that's you're talking to somebody there, especially the COVID days. And I had a lot of this during the COVID, uh, getting feedback from agents who were talking. They're going, you know, people are people are lonely. People don't have enough room in their house. Well, these are all things that you want to talk about if you're lonely. What about we move you over into uh, you know a townhouse? You got neighbors; they're right next door. At least you can chat. You're not sitting in the middle of a twenty acre farm. Uh, your your kids are overrunning your house. What does it look like if you have a bigger house? You know, so getting them into a mindset of abundance versus lack. God, there's nobody out there that wants to buy or sell. Nobody wants to let me in a house because of COVID. Well, I just finished probably one of the the, the hardest COVID deals I had, where she had she had cancer. Prior to young 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 woman with three kids, and every one of booties and masks and you know sprays and shoes off shoes, just but that's what she wanted and that's what she needed, and that's where you get into a mindset of we're not going to do that. You just lost that deal. It's fifteen grand going down the road. You know uh, another one the other day, same thing. The mindset is is about well the old the old. Example was you're walking through a house with somebody and they go, do those curtains stay? And of course, no, yes. Well, come back and ask them, what's your mindset? Open your mind. Would you like them to stay? No, I hate them. Oh, we'll throw them out. No, I love them. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk it into the deal. So it's getting that mindset of away from just being a consumer with yes or no. No, I don't want it. Yes, I do want it. And moving them up and, and teaching them that gap between brokerage, um, brokerage training and real life, real estate sales. What do you need to know? Where does your mind need to be when you're out there?
1: I love that. You think about mindset. Mindset is a huge thing for me. It's a huge thing for my wife and her business.
2: And your wife's a real estate agent. She,
1: uh, she runs a team of 25, 25 to 30 agents and owns a brokerage oh, as well. Yeah. So, so anyway, as you think about that, though, the the one thing I would like to point out there on mindset is fear is what stops people from being able to produce. So you were giving the example of this individual who she went out and had two cells her first year in the business,
2: right? first
1: two years in the business. So one a year working, coming and enjoying you and getting this mindset mentality. She's now uh, done 11 in nine months so she's doing at least one a month. So um, yeah, do you want to add to that?
2: She did thirty last year.
1: 30, so she did thirty last year. Okay, so 11,
2: she's from eleven with me, and now she's doing thirty.
1: So now she's jumped up to thirty. So she's doing thirty a year. So, which is awesome. So I think the thing that holds us back is fear. And you talked about abundance, abundance mentality, abundance, and fear cannot exist coexist, right? So, You're so right. I think um if you can eliminate gratitude and fear can also not coexist so i think the key there is to get people to be grateful if they're grateful they lose the fear they have a mentality of abundance instead of scarcity and that uh that that's really the initial thing that somebody needs to really be able to did you say, even start you working more in this business.
2: eloquently than i did <laughs> one of the things that um you know this. This is almost innate to me. Okay, what you're what you're talking about, the fear. One of the things we did with this with this agent was, we got her into the Miracle Morning. Okay, which we all know is a, is a great mindset starter, because she was waking up in the morning and and she was in that fear mode. What am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? You know all that stuff. Yeah. And we got her into the Miracle Morning. We got her into the affirmations. We got her. Extra. It just worked out just really well. So yes, I agree with you 100. percent Fear.
1: Okay, so speaking of that, so you, you really shifted her life there. I'd like to go back in time and talk about how you've shifted your life. So this is something I didn't mention on your introduction, but I understand that you had the privilege of spending 17 years and 36 days in prison. I did. Um, I so did. you wanna tell us the story behind that and how you went from there to where you are today?
2: It's a great story. It's nothing what you think it is. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Long Island, upstate New York for God knows how many years. Uh, I took a test back in 1980, and they accepted me into the Department of Corrections. Uh, I was a correctional officer, and from that correctional officer became a sergeant, became a lieutenant, and I spent those years working behind bars and talking to people that really didn't want to talk to me. And that's where this came out to they were, you know, when, when you're negotiating, this goes into negotiation tactics and understanding and listening to what people are asking and and telling you. Um, I think my biggest, my biggest aha's out of there was learning how to listen, really, really getting down and learning how to listen. I know some great criminals. I also know a lot of guys that are, that are probably innocent. So,
1: so when you say you spent your time behind bars, you were actually in front of bars, speaking to people behind the bars.
2: Well, I spent and, I spent time in, yeah, I was, I was, if you want to call it in front of bars, when they don't let you out of the door for 8 or 9, 10 hours, 16 hours, it gets a little iffy in the back. Uh, was I arrested? No. Have I ever been arrested? No. Um, but I did spend 17 years in jail. And you get a mentality, even when you get home, uh, and I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where – you know, we talk about a positive mental attitude. Well, when you're walking into a, a maximum security prison, and I actually worked in a special housing unit for, for years, uh, where you put 42 of the worst guys in a 2,700 jail, 2,700 man prison, all felons, all convicted of something, and you're walking in there and the first thing you're doing is making sure you're safe and that nobody's going to take advantage of you. Bring that to a sales career. And I did. And within six months I, I went broke because I was skeptical of you. I was skeptical of her. I didn't believe what you told me. I, you know, there, there are a lot of things going on in my mind. And once I figured that out and started taking an attitude of, you know, I got to trust this man, I've got to build my, I've got to personally grow to understand that not everybody's, not everybody's here to take it away from me. Okay. That, that we can work together. We can collaborate. And, and that's a pretty big mind shift that's a pretty big mind shift yeah it didn't take me six months it took me probably 12 years to get over that
1: okay so you have uh you've mentioned several books on the show today yes which uh i'm guessing books is uh definitely a, a great source of learning for you what what is your favorite book what is the most important book you feel that somebody absolutely should read
2: I think it I think it changes by week. Right now I'm I'm just finishing up um, psychology of money by Housel, H-O-U-S-E-L. Just came out a little while ago. I'm a big John Maxwell fan. And I think one of the things that turned my life around was gosh, I, I think it's called uh, Great Leaders Ask Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. Okay. And in that book, John breaks it down and he asked he asks you seven or eight questions. You know what makes you sing? What makes you cry? And it goes down through this list. And if you answer them honestly to yourself, and this this really started my change. And can I share how I who hit me across the head with this? I was yes, being recruited. <laughs> I was being recruited into Keller Williams, and I was with Remax. And I was I was producing at Remax. You know, what I mean that's pay as you go, right there, right? You want you want training? You got to you got to go up the You got to pay them. You want this? You got to go. Everything was pay as you go, but it was 95, five. I was thinking splits, 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 95, five. I didn't look at what was going out. So the recruiter at Keller Williams, he'll tell you, he chased me for four years. I'll tell you, he chased me for about two. So I might've been seriously thinking about him for two years. We would meet anywhere other than my office or his office. Just didn't want it there. We met at it. I remember one day and I was very sullen. I was still had that prison attitude to me, you know? And, uh, I remember one day we sat down in a Hilton or something, fireplace. He was there, I was here, and I was—I shot back with him something snarky or something. He, he finally said, "Hey, you know what the difference between you and I are, is? Are whatever that is." I said, "What's that?" He says, "I read." And I thought to myself, "In my, in my, well, you, young snipper whipper snapper son, you know." I went down through the whole list of expletives. And I, and I looked at him and I said, yeah, we're done. And we both got up and left. And that's where we left it. But it, it ignited something in me. It ignited something in me to start picking up a book. And, you know, of course, the leaders are readers. Readers are leaders and leaders are readers. Whatever all those colloquials are. But that ignited it. What is he talking about? And I went into the Four Agreements. And I went into The Alchemist and, and all these other books and started really churning my mind. Now, mind you, I have an original Back when Tony Robbins called himself Anthony Robbins, I have the original um, "Giant Within: Awakened the Giant Within." Yeah, it's well paged. You know, the whole nine yards. I had the the cassette deck. I just never internalized it enough. That got me away from prison. That set got me away from prison. Have you ever been to a Tony Robbins event? I have not, and I I see there's like a hundred ninety nine dollars this. This month for his "Awaken the Giant" or one of the uh, one of the programs,
1: probably UPW Unleash UPW, the Power. UPW,
2: w- yeah. yeah. So,
1: um, I my understanding is those events are all happening now via Zoom, right? Um, but I would still highly recommend it to you. Who knows if he'll ever go back to actually putting a live event on? But I,
2: he's um, making anyway, money. Yeah, if he's making the money on the video, why not?
1: If that changed. You know, if that changed your life, going to this live event, which is still a live event, you're participating real time with him. He's still calling on you to to speak up and say things. So um, anyway, I'd highly recommend that. Um, that, So
2: take that recommendation.
1: What is your uh, favorite thing to do in your personal time, Greg?
2: Um, Personal time when my when my shoulder isn't sore golfing uh, right now, something's pulled in the back there. He's a little out of whack. i going to Cairo for the last three weeks, uh, and I'm one of those guys. I like to I like to talk to dead people. I love genealogy. I'm a third generation Irishman, and we came through Brooklyn and what stories they tell us. Great stories, and I just I really love genealogy. I've got 11 grandkids. We love to go visit them and just do whatever they want. Take them out to the parks. You know, we do this we do this entire deal to give ourselves more time, right? That's what yeah. we do this for. And the more time that I can get, now I'm getting old, the more time I can get, I want. So if I can help you get what you need and what you crave for, so you can get your time back, I'm gonna get my time back. That's the way I feel about it. The more people, Joe Zig Ziglar, more people I help, get what they need, I'll get what I need.
1: Yeah. That's that is truth, and uh, what you give is what you receive as well. Exactly.
2: So, exactly.
1: What is your favorite place to visit? I'm guessing you've traveled quite a bit.
2: No, that's fine. Um, I loved Ireland. I want to go back uh, again, just because of genealogy. There, there's a strong sense of if you, I don't know where you, your, your family's from, but when I walked back on the Irish soil, it was like something pulled me. Just, just yanked me down, and, and just bang brings a little bit of tear to my eye to this day. Um, if it's not, if it's not the uh, the Emerald Island, then um, anywhere where my grandkids are, I'm good with that. And they're in D.C., Atlanta, James. I mean, you're all over the place. So,
1: okay. Uh, so, just in wrapping up, what is the most important piece of advice you would want to leave with our listeners today?
2: Read, read, start reading, start your journey. It's not about where you're going to end up. It's about your journey. My journey took me from Anthony Robbins in probably 1982 to listening to Cynic and, and all these other guys in 2020, you know, this is powerful stuff that if let's go back, let's go back to cool hand Luke, man, you got to get your mind right. You got to get your mind right, and I, and I think that's the most important thing. Your wealth, your your money, your time, your freedom—all has to do with your mindset. And once you figure out what's what that obstacle is, and how you can get by it, you're you're just gonna you're just gonna blossom like you never blossomed before.
1: Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Um, tell me, Greg, what is the best way to get a hold of you uh, if people are interested in your mastermind, Power Onward Mastermind? I'm guessing there's a site, poweronwardmastermind.com, or am I wrong? Got it,
2: man. As easy as that, right? Poweronwardmastermind.com. Any one of our social media sites, we use StreamYard for our broadcast on Friday mornings. And StreamYard allowed us, allows us to go to three different sites, and they all just go Power Onward Mastermind. You'll find them on YouTube. Uh, there's a group. On there's a group and a page on Facebook. Don't ask me how it works.
1: StreamYard is a great platform. We use I it. it. Uh, we use it all the wow. time as well. In fact, I think I'm going to switch and in the very near future start doing all of my podcasts on StreamYard as well. I agree. All right. Well, thank you again, Greg. Uh, for all of you listeners out there. Thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget to go click the little subscribe button so that you'll get notified every time we release a new podcast. Also, if you'll give us a five-star review, it helps us bring in more great guests, uh, which will add more value in just helping you get what you want out of this podcast as well. So thanks, everybody, for joining. We will see you all next week. And, Greg, thanks again.
2: Ryan, thank you for having me on. I hope I brought value to your, to your listeners. And for my listeners, go check out sisu.com
1: sisu.co sisu.co thank you Greg
2: sisu.co okay thank you Brian I appreciate you
0: yep likewise have a great day thank you for joining us on our podcast if you have an interest in a free seven day trial of sisu go to sisu.co u.co make sure that you use the coupon code grit that's g-r-i-t to waive all your set of fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search Grip, The Real Estate Growth Mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.